0: Welcome back to the podcast. Every single month we try to give you content that will help you in multiplying and making disciples and multiplying churches as well. Uh, Today we're talking about a really, really important topic. We're talking about how can we utilize small groups to do that, to make disciples, to multiply, churches even. Uh, and today I've got Justin Sorowski here with me, our West Market campus pastor. We're so excited to have him. Justin, say hi to your new friends. Hello, hello.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining. Um, super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, and why is
1: this topic important to you? Uh, Not to sound cliche or anything, but small groups have been super important to me because they literally helped shape my life in two important times. Um, In high school, I became a Christ follower later in my high school years, and I joined a small group that shaped my life after a a 1am conversation and led me to Tennessee, led me to pursue a degree in ministry, and that's why I'm standing before you today, and then while here at Milligan... I had the privilege of being in a small group with young adults, college students, and it transformed my life and my wife's life. Um, We were in a community where we met every week, no questions asked, every Saturday at the same person's house who just poured into us, loved us, and um, that kind of transformed our lives and other people's lives.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I think the thing is we put a lot of effort into groups and, and every every church says, oh, groups are important. Uh, and I think every group would also say, every church would also say, it's part of our plan. Like, like we, we want to make disciples. and This is part of our plan for making disciples. But is it really? Uh, or does it most of the time just degenerate into just... A social club and just more information given, and so you know I think that's sad because one of the one of the biggest barriers to making disciples a lot of times is is there's no relationships there, mm-hmm. uh, and so groups can be an amazing resource for that or amazing environment for that because. You've got relationships there. Uh, A lot of times, when we're trying to make disciples, we're looking for what we call oikos. We're looking for uh, you know to get involved in a group of people where where things can kind of become viral and spread. Mm -hmm. Now, groups can do that, but they're 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 manufactured oikos uh, a little bit. They're not always as natural. Although I think churches can find ways to make natural oikos groups. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, maybe affinity things, things that people care about, as opposed to just saying, hey, you guys should all just get together and start becoming friends. Uh, but, uh, but you know, they, they, they usually tend to a lot of times focus just, like, like I said, on, on being social and imparting more information. Uh, so how can we leverage those relationships to actually make disciples uh, instead of just making people feel good that they learned a little something, so therefore I must be growing uh, James has a lot to say about that uh, in, in uh, his epistle. Uh, so how do we get more out of uh, our groups in terms of disciple-making? Uh, there's different levels, I think, where that can happen. And so I just want to throw a few models out. Uh, the first one uh, is one of the main reasons that Justin's here uh, is, is this concept of disciple-making within a typical group. And I think this is one of the higher-level ones where a typical group just begins to just make disciples uh, out of it. And so, Justin, talk a little bit about what your
1: experience has been there. For sure. So, I have to say, this has been a learning curve and a learning process for sure, because when we first got started, we did your typical Bible study lecture style group, and we were learning a lot, but me and my wife just said, man, we're, we're just talking and they're not really doing a lot, and then there's no application with it. And so, we started moving more to a discussion-based and started incorporating, okay, well, how can we take what we're learning, what we're doing, and put it into action? And then I would say within these last couple of years, we've really honed in on this ability to look for people who were discipleable, look for people who were spiritually open, who were seeking God, who were asking good questions, and they were really looking for more out of their relationship with, with God. And so We started to identify these people. We brought in um, our best friends, Chris and Jordan Carter, to help lead this group, and we started looking for disciplable people. And once we found them, we went back to that old saying where we spend more time with less people, and we really started focusing in on pouring into those two, three people who were spiritually open, who were ready to take their relationship with Jesus to the next level. And within our group specifically, we, we have the same structure. Um, we ask them how they're doing and, and we want them to be real. We model this authenticity where you can be real here, right? We, we say we want real talk, um, not the right talk. And so we ask, how are you doing? And we, and we kind of debrief and we'll pray with and talk with people, just see how they're doing. And then the next question is, what has God been doing in your life or the lives of other people? And different people will share, and based on those conversations, sometimes we'll dive in deeper, or once we hear from a few different people, we'll go back and we'll start looking at Scripture and how it applies to those specific contexts, because one of the, our favorite things that Jesus did was He dealt with people right with what they were doing, and so just-in-time information versus just-in-case. And we were we were teaching these things in the past for all of this just-in-case but what we've realized over these last couple of years is when something's important to them now, then they're more eager, more open to study into Scripture, to dive into Scripture, and then they can take that information back to whomever they're, they're talking to, whoever they're discipling. And so that's really been the, the greatest thing, is just focusing around those couple questions and then going to Scripture based with you know how the group brings bring those answers yeah. to, to small groups.
0: Yeah, so you just really changed the environment of what was happening in a typical group. Like mm-hmm. it used to function this way, started functioning a different way that actually began to uh, tap into the curiosities and the areas where God was working in people's lives, and just begin to give them a nudge in those areas uh, and and you know kind of grow together. And so, uh, so I love that. And another structure that might be probably the most aggressive. Is really disciple making as your group system. Uh, And so this means you don't have groups like we typically think of, of small groups uh, that, uh, you know, if I disciple and, and reach Justin and disciple Justin and then Justin starts having spiritual conversations with somebody, then, you know, we all start kind of hanging out as a, as a disciple-making group uh, and that may grow to you know, six people or something and then we'll spin off and, and and another group of six people will start, you know, and that kind of thing. And and so that's our group system. You know, that that's it. And, and so I, I think that can be really powerful. I think it can become very viral. For one thing, it's not manufactured relationships it's i know justin so i poured into justin justin poured into this person that he knows Uh, and so that's that's kind of cool you know that from that standpoint the drawback of it is is really that you just you don't have any way to kind of connect people um uh relationally to your church uh sometimes uh you know groups can kind of serve as as a connection point Uh, and and while people are in a group and they're learning and that kind of thing, they can get challenged to step up and start making disciples. And that's kind of what happened in your group, that there's people in your group that originally weren't discipleable and weren't disciple-makers, but because the group dynamic changed... Uh, And they were there for it. They were Mm -hmm. along for the ride because they were in a group. Whereas what we're talking about here is disciple making is your group system. That person wouldn't be sitting in that group. And so uh, you hate to use terms like this, but groups sometimes can almost serve as a holding tank for people till they finally catch fire. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to have that necessarily if you go all in on the uh, disciple making is your group system. So that's something, something to think about. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, if, if, if the only way to be in a group, uh, is, is to, is through organic disciple making, then also that's gonna make it tough for people who are just kind of rolling into your church and they're committed Christians and they're saying, Hey, how can I get involved? Uh, you know, you still might be able to get there. You can right. say, hey, i tell you how you can get involved. You can start making disciples, you know, that that kind of thing. Uh, but it still could be an issue as well. But nonetheless, that's like all out. You scrapped your group system. Disciple making is your group system. Another way to go about it, and this might be the simplest, and, and, and we're going to come back to Justin's story because this is kind of how that, that started, uh, is just to be intentional to have disciple makers in your group system. So you've intentionally trained up disciple makers, which is something that we do at all of our campuses. And so you're you're very you're kind of missional and and mm-hmm. and when when they're graduating so to speak or released out of kind of their training we're looking at them saying hey you're going back into your small, small group but pay attention that person that asks a question that says hey you guys talk about God as if he's personal like i just don't understand that some somebody in that group ought to be having lunch with that person you know yeah. And begin, and so so your disciple makers are using the group system as an opportunity to kind of dive into people's lives, um, and and see who's becoming discipleable and almost use it kind of as a fishing pool for looking for discipleable people, and and so that's a a, a little different than the first one, but it can be the s- step one uh, mm-hmm. to what Justin talked about. So Justin, talk a little bit about how that process worked, because I think. You know, your your group kind of became a, a, a disciple making group in a typical group setting, but it started with what we're talking about here.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and like I said, we we started by focusing on finding those discipleable people and then pouring into them and pouring into them and and spending more time with them. And I think one of the keys for us was staying focused on our mission. And so our mission was twofold. We wanted to build community. And we wanted to make disciples. And so we worked to create an environment where Jesus people and non-Jesus people felt comfortable. And then we wanted to stay focused on making disciples who make disciples. And and this has been a long-term process for us. My wife and I um, have been doing this for over 10 years with high school students, college students, and young adults. And so what we had tried to do is just model those two things. We, we opened up our home, we opened up our lives to them, and said, you're part of our family. Um, and we, we modeled, hey, we're here for you. And that's why we're here. And so we modeled these things to to countless young adults who have come into our home. And it's it's been truly amazing to see how God has been working in some of their lives. Some of the first people that we discipled were moved to Florida and Colorado and Texas and Nebraska and how they have recreated you know, this same type of environment where they're building community and spending time with people who are spiritually open and asking questions. And so that's been, I think one of the biggest keys for us is once we found those people who were open, once we found those people who were ready to make that decision to, to kind of jump all in with Jesus or take their relationship to the next level, we just invested time into their lives and started pouring into them and, and teaching them, hey, check out what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life and start paying attention to what he's doing in the lives of others. And, and it, it's really just taken off and been truly amazing. That's awesome.
0: Well, the last one I wanna I wanna talk about is what I'm gonna call disciple making out of your group system. So you have a typical group system, um, you know, you, you have, uh, you know, you're teaching the Bible. You're 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 having some conversations. You might train some people in your group, you know, train, train your group to to do some disciple making things that kind of thing. But ultimately, group is group. And then out of that, you may take your group and divide it up into three or four kind of disciple making groups uh, and and that would be optional it would be like hey if you're in our group and you want to kind of go deeper uh, and you want to start really making an impact with people around you uh, we want you to get into these disciple making groups uh, in in our lingo we would call them x groups i don't want to go into why we explain oh uh, well, we call them that call them that but uh but whatever you want to call them uh, and and so uh you know it might be two or three people uh in 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 one of these groups and and you're going to get together all the time you know regularly every maybe every other week and you're going to ask each other things like, who are you having spiritual conversations with? What is God teaching you right now? What's your next step spiritually? What's the biggest thing that's holding you back in your relationship with God? And this is going to be a high accountability environment. Uh, And so, uh, you know, this is a a, a great opportunity to where you can really push some people uh, a lot harder. And this is not a prayer group. And you want to make sure people understand that. Like this isn't just, hey, we get together every other week and pray for Our kids, or pray for you know whatever. Like like no, this is this is a disciple making group. We're gonna we're gonna grow and we're gonna dig in scripture with what God's doing doing in our lives, and we're gonna hold ourselves accountable for how we're pouring into other people as well. Uh, And so you know that's that's an option. Uh, Again, not everybody is is gonna join that, but the structure is there, and just having the structure there is probably always gonna make people feel like well, there's I'm in a group, but there's one more step I really should be taking. Uh, So that that's kind of a, a, a good positive kind of peer pressure uh type thing the biggest problem with this approach is just it's so programmatic uh, like you're gonna you're gonna yeah Christians will volunteer sometimes for anything that they think is a little deeper Bible study or, sure. you know, that's how they're going to see it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they might be uh, uh, prone to just say, yeah, I'll sign up for that. I'll, I'll jump in that. But then they never really do the things that they're supposed to do, uh, you know, just because it's just a program. Uh, and, right. and so, uh, you know, that can be that can be a problem because it's not very organic. Uh, which I, I think could make the multiplying aspect of that a little bit difficult. However, again, it can get that expectation going that, that every, people are supposed to have uh, spiritual conversations and also that, that expectation uh, you know, that, that you're seeking to disciple somebody else uh, ingrained throughout your church. And so it, it, it's just another possibility. You've got your group system, but kind of in addition to that, you spin off some, some disciple-making groups out of your group system. So, Justin... Any final thoughts about this whole idea of how we can leverage groups to see more disciple make
1: it? If I had to think of final thoughts, I I think I would just come back to invest in things that matter, right? Invest in people because people are eternal. Um, they're the one thing that lasts and they're the things that live on forever. And so we, we just made a decision to say, Hey, we're, we're going to give up some of our time. We're going to give up some of our, our money and some of our resources. And we're just going to open up our lives, our home, our wallets to these young people and we're going to pour into them. And it's, it's been a decision that's been truly amazing. Um, One of my favorite things about Jesus was just how he was available, and so that was the decision that we made. And so just want to encourage you to to go above and beyond in that group setting and saying, okay, hey, we're going to meet at this time for this specific amount of time, but to be open to having lunch or to having dinner or having breakfast or coffee or, you know, my life was changed with a conversation at 1 a.m., so maybe that is your Mm -hmm. context, but... I think that was probably one of the biggest keys and then the thing that has kept us going I think so well is we stay can completely focused on multiplying and not just maintaining. Um, for so many years, we had such an amazing group and such an amazing community, and it would have been really easy just to stay with that core group of people because it was awesome. They were loving Jesus. They were on fire. We were serving day in and day out. We were reading, we were growing, we were multiplying, and then they scattered. And we had to rebuild with that. And and multiplying didn't happen right away because our core leaders were, were states away. And so we started adding, and then within that adding, we were able to start multiplying again. And so just staying focused on that mission of, okay, how how can we keep multiplying? How can we keep growing? Because we want heaven to be crowded. Mm -hmm. And, And that's kind of been our mission throughout. And so it's just been super important for us to stay focused on that mission of multiplying and not just maintaining and keeping our group, our group. That's
0: good. I like what you said there at the beginning, just that that looking for that opportunity for more time with less people uh, who you know you see emerging as uh, people who are listening to the Holy Spirit and growing and missional and 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 ready to take this step of really becoming disciple maker disciple makers in whatever structure that you choose uh, mm-hmm. to, to to use. From what we have talked about today, so thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Ignite Movements. Uh, if you're looking for more resources on this, I would really encourage you to check out Jim Putman and anything that he's put out because his whole mindset and structure is really disciple making uh, groups and. So So I think that you're going to find that really, really valuable. As always, if you find this content helpful, make sure that you like, subscribe, and share. And we'll see you next month.
1: See you. Bye.